Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So that people know that I'm just dabbing. Ah, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Welcome to the Hour of Deliverance. And I have Sayla here. It's her birthday. And people of excellence... I'm going to ask you something. And uh, I'm almost embarrassed to ask, but I can always, I, I'm not embarrassed to ask things for other people. I would ask you to send birthday money to Sayla. <coughs> yes. And if her dad, who is here, writes down where money can come to, because I know he'll make sure she has it for her birthday. If he writes it down, I'll, I'll tell you what he wrote down. If he doesn't, then I'm going to ask you to send it uh, all the different ways people know how to send money to revhomes1 at AOL.com so that I will make sure she has birthday money. Now, the thing about birthday money is parents usually want to put it away somewhere for you. We, whose birthday it is, always want to be able to use it and do things that we thought of. Which do you prefer? Getting Tell money. Them. Getting real money. Yeah, getting real money, but do you want it put away for something special or college, or the kind of things that parents think of. <laughs> Look at them, let so they know. Or would you like to have it to do some things that are on your mind and in your heart? Today I'm going to Target. Ah, see? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm many times older than her, but I'm still there. I remember... On my birthday, I had one grandparent that used to send, used to make sure uh, that a $10,000 gift was given. Now, of course, at a young age, what in the world would I know? What do you know what to do with $10,000? Blink, blink, blink. That that would be me. Blink, blink, blink. (laughs) Uh, Give it for offering. All of it? Or 10% and tithe? Tithe and offer? 10 times. Not 10 times, but like, I'll I'll save half, they get half. Ah, now that's another thing. I'll split. And don't lose that, by the way. What? What you just said, half. Because as you grow in the ways of the body of Christ, in the ways of church, you're going to learn tithe and offering. And, And the way that we... I'm going to interrupt myself. Welcome to the Hour of Deliverance. 
I'm Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes. This is Selah. It is her birthday. Uh, and I'm a theologian. And I'm about to say some things that uh, if you look it up in Scripture, if you study out all the Scripture, or you're going to find out that the things that I say are from Scripture and not just leaving off other Scripture. Because New Covenant people that want to tithe keep it at 10% and don't recognize that God gave three tithes in the Old Covenant. And then those of Christianity, that I say churchianity when it's mistakes and errors that we think are so right, those of churchianity usually don't know that and then when somebody like me shows it to you then we say oh we don't follow the old covenant anymore we're in the new covenant do you forget everything that you learned in elementary I mean in in preschool which preschool before you went to first grade you didn't go to a uh, I believe you did. Kindergarten, let's say. Kindergarten's before first grade. Weren't you in kindergarten? I remember. Okay, you don't remember. Actually, it'll come to you later, and you'll remember. What I was saying, and it's about money, the way that the saints of God are about money. She just said something. And I have a witness of it in my spirit. Not that that verifies the word of God. I know we like goosebumps and all those kind of things to verify that, oh, that's the truth. But remember, Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation requires a sign. It's not because God doesn't give signs. He gives signs. And he wants us to pay attention to the signs he gives. He doesn't want us to require signs because all kinds of things can happen. But just now when she said half, she didn't say tithe. And you know that she's learned some things that aren't clear because she said ten times. And that is probably from learning about how you count tithe. Because you need to do, it's a percentage. And you haven't learned yet percentage. What grade are you in? Second. Yeah. I don't think they teach that in second grade. I do. When I homeschooled and when I ran a school, yes. Because God had taught me in his word how he made the human mind. And just offhand, I can help you know that children learn quicker and learn things faster and why in the world we wait until they're a little older and not just young young baby children to teach them some important things that they're going to know for life you're going to know arithmetic for life you're going to have to count things for the rest of your life that's never going to go away right Well, you don't know what's ever going to go away, but you have to count things. 
and you have to measure things. And if you teach a tiny tot like her sister who's not here, the treasure who's not here today, Leah, I hope she comes, but uh, if you start teaching at that age, or don't don't just start, because you can see she already learned things. She learned how to pick this up, and she learned how to know what it is she wants. <laughs> she learned how to love and hug her sister and provoke provoke the love. She knows how to copy her sister. And I always use the example of language that children, the younger, can learn many languages at one time that the older you are, or as an adult, me right now, want to learn four languages at one time, that'd be a challenge. Now, she said half when she was talking about the money, and she said give. For those of you who in your heart like to give half of things, half, that is a God principle in your heart. She's also being like me now. You'd think that she was my daughter or granddaughter, always self-conscious of her hair. (laughs) Your hair is gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. Actually, if you leave it out, I'll tell you a testimony. I think God's telling me to tell testimonies today. And I like to just do scripture that I was reminded of, I want to say yesterday, but it's probably two days ago, from a cousin that I didn't know who called me, as the expression goes, out of the blue. And she had a conclusion about our grandmother because of her hair. And I always remembered about hair in that community because my grandmother would say things about her oldest daughter's hair and my mother would say things about her only daughter's hair. And it made me remember how that my grandmother's hair now, she was only this big. She was she was she was not a tall lady at all. I don't think she was five feet. I actually know how tall she was. She was anyway. Her hair, when she stood up, was to the bottom of her buttocks. You know what buttocks is. Your rear end. Mm-hmm. You're behind. Oh. <laughs> the proper word is buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> Her hair was to the bottom of her buttocks or the top of her thigh. My mother's hair was to her waist, but it was spoken of as only to her waist, like there was something wrong with it. And so my mother was very self-conscious of her hair. The problem is she was very self-conscious of my hair because, like you, when I looked at my hair, I thought it was to here. After I started doing my grandmother's hair, I used to like to brush her hair. And like with you just now, I could only do this, and I, and I learned what it is to go all the way down, and it didn't break her hair. However, in doing that, I learned to do that with my hair and found out 
I never noticed because my hair was to here. And found out that my hair was to the bottom of my shoulders, my, my shoulder blades in the back. Almost to the middle of my back, but only in comparison. When you're comparing to someone else, yeah, wow. That's a wow. It's not a only, except for that when you're in a community that they're used to something else. And I mean, just hold your hair regular. Not not hold it back to see how long down your back you can I get. It. Just, just hold your, yeah, just the way you regularly hold your head. And then feel where your hair is. Because in the front, it's different than or in here. the back. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, um, move your hand. I'm going to go to the end of your hair, and you just had a haircut. That's where it is. <laughs> and so for the community uh, that I was in as a little girl, hair to the past the buttocks was considered gorgeous. Hair only to the waist was only to the waist. And hair to the middle of your back was only in that community. Now, when I moved with my mother uh, from, I moved from Willow Grove with my uncle, my aunt and uncle, with my mother when she bought a house on 18th Street in Philadelphia. I got to know another community that I had no idea of before. (laughs) And I'm laughing because the cousin that I met by phone the other day thought that our grandmother was of that other community. And that community looked at the hair on a woman to the middle of your back as The only problem is that community didn't like it because other girls' hair wasn't like that at all. And so they used to put glue in my hair in school. Glue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the scripture that I'm going to give today is Hebrews 6. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. I want us to understand about dead works and not be so religious about it so that we understand that when we have ways and things and ideas that are just dead but they're alive to us because it's what our community thinks it's what our circle of friends thinks it's what our circle of churches think or our particular church thinks I remember uh, growing up maybe about the age you are now. And I didn't know the difference between Catholic and Protestant. I uh, stained glass. I just knew I was in church. And then just some were fancy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's here than others. You want to engage with the people. What does engage Not your home. What does engage mean? Do you know what occupied means? To I, heard, I heard of occupying. It sounds like an animal. Ah, no. That's like an octopus. No. You want to always know that you're, they're looking at you, and especially since I'm talking about you and relating it to me, and you want to always remember them so that you're, when you look, you're looking at them and it, and you look like you're looking at yourself if you're not looking at the camera. But not your comb. Look, if I had the comb in my hand, look at what everybody's looking at. Your head. Mm-hmm. And the top of your head. And if I wanted to do scripture about hair, which I can, by the way, I learned a lot of scripture about hair and what God has to say about hair. Because of the community, the one community that only was wow in another community. And when I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm a person who studies. And so I studied the word to see what God has to say about hair. And you know what? I found out God says a lot about hair. Who would, who would know? Who would think? Do you know the the Bible scripture? Is it familiar to you? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Is that familiar? I used to hear it a lot. Well, um, I might go there. But right now, we're going to look at... I usually call this the principles of the doctrine of Christ. But today, I called it... Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. I want you to know, do you know what principles are? Not what a principle is, like principle of a school. There's, there, there's a word principle and another word principle sound the same. They're spelt different and they mean two different things. And one is a person. Yes, one is a person and it's spelt. One of the ways that I taught myself to know the difference when I was your age is the one that is a person, it ends P-A-L, pal, is the end of the word. We don't say it that way. But if you're looking at it, reading it, then I know which principle that is. That's the one that's a person because the end of the word is pal. That was my way of remembering. Of course, I probably sometimes said principal instead of principal. <laughs> principal. Prince, hi, principal. Well, don't worry about it. I was in speech class when I was your, well, I was a little bit younger than you. They put me in speech class. I had a a brother. I still have a brother. Name, his nickname is Chuck. Or back then, everybody called him Chucky. Chucky G. Well, Chucky Cheese wasn't even around back then. 
And I couldn't say Chucky. I said Ducky. <laughs> Ducky. He's three years older than me. And I adored him. I absolutely adored him, the way your sister adores you. And uh, they, I used to suck these two fingers mm-hmm. all the time, and they thought that's why. Her teeth are crooked and this, that, and the other, because she, and that's why she can't. And so they put me in speech class. I said, well, it had nothing to do with it, but, you know, you got to go through things, whatever we think. And that's part of what I want to show us today, that in the body of Christ, we need to think, well, I'm holding up a phone. We need to think from the Word of God. I have the scripture up on my phone. And know from the Word of God. Not think and have our thoughts all organized and then look for scripture that back up what we think. One of the principles that God taught me is to get not a dictionary, but a commentary, a concordance actually, not a commentary, a concordance, and look up every place God uses a word and read that scripture and see how he's, what he, how he's saying what he's saying. And then you get an idea of how he's using that word or what the def- definition or different definitions are. Because you're more than one thing. You're a girl. You're a daughter. You're a granddaughter. You're a sister. And if I look up daughter, I might find all the scriptures. I might find a whole lot of scriptures at first that talk about daughter. That a female or a girl is a daughter. Does that mean that there's no such thing as sister? I'm a sister. Exactly. And you're a daughter. Yes. However, if we only know one part of a thing and don't know the other part of a thing, we can make a whole doctrine and a whole lesson and parts of it can and it can be true. Everything, all the things that you can say about being a sister can be true. And they don't tell about being a daughter. They leave out something important. So in this, oh, in this repentance from dead works and faith toward God, I want to get across to us that both are necessary to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. We talk about confessing with your mouth, but what if you're dumb? And by dumb, I mean you can't speak, you can't talk. Does that mean that the person who can't talk, who doesn't have voice, that they cannot be saved? Confess with your mouth, the scriptures, one scripture says, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. So the person who, who can't talk, does it mean that they cannot be saved because they can't confess with their mouth? Oh. Maybe. Thanks. Yes. So Jesus, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him would be saved. Oh, pardon me, would not perish, but have everlasting life. Would that include, would that, oh, please turn to it and read it. Would that include the person who's dumb and can't speak? Whosoever. 
For God so loved the world. I'm asking you a question. Would that include the person who can't speak? Yeah. So what do we do with this this other scripture that says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus? What do we do with that? course we read it. Hebrews 6, I'm going to start at Hebrews 6, 1 until she finds that scripture. Therefore, and I will remind you, and I know that we don't do this, but the word therefore is there for the reasons that were just spoken of. I don't mean that I just spoke of, that were spoken of just before you see the therefore. So if you go back to Hebrews 5, uh, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. Now that's a principle, not a principal. That's a principle. That's a rule of God, by the way, not of man. So that he's giving us a principle. And what God does, as he teaches us things, uh, he teaches us more and more and more on the principle. It's kind of like building a house, and the word does say that God is building a house. The person that builds the foundation, they might know all about the foundation and say things about the foundation, and they know it's the foundation of the house. However, other things about a house, there's more to a house than the foundation. And anything that the person who builds the foundation, the things that they can say are true of a house because it's the foundation of the house. However, to make it that it's only leaves out other things in the house. And that's whether or not the house is built to that point or not. And in this, this Hebrews 6 that I want us to go to, I'm, I'm showing you that God is giving a principle. And he's building on that principle. And when he gets to, not when he gets to, I always remind you that the chapter verses weren't given till the 14th century. And verse divisions were given in the 12th century. God's word was already here. Okay? Ah, please read the scripture. Say what the scripture is, where it is. Say the address, like the address of your house. I'm just now giving the example how that chapter verse, chapter chapter and verse is like the address so that we know where to go to find it. So I know your address, so I know where to park, where to go, what doorbell to press, what steps to go up. So tell us the address. Of the scripture you're about to read. John 3.16. What's the address? John 3.16. Tell them. John 3.16. Okay. Would you read the address? What's in the address? What's in the house? John. Well, read it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Ah, yes. 
eternal life. What does that mean to you? That I mean, that whole scripture. That God loves us. Oh my, yes. It means that to me too. Is there anything else there that it means to you? Them. We will not perish but have eternal life. Yes. Have you learned what the word perish means? Hmm. Do you know what eternal life is? I think so. Tell them. So what I what I think what it means is that eternal wait, did I say per, perish? You read the scripture. You read what's at the address. You can go back to the address and find it. That's one of the things I like about chapter and verse, even though I don't always agree with the chapter or verse divisions. It's good to find the address so that you can go back and find where you were or where you want someone else to look. Well, I think should not perish me well, not should not perish means is that when God is with you, that you'll not like disappear. Mm-hmm. Perish has to do with punishment. What? Mm-hmm. Perishing is a kind of punishment. And when God's talking about perish in relation to eternal life, that's eternal damnation. And, well, actually I won't go there with you. Uh, But perish? I, I want to go to it in here, being the theologian that I am, and look up the word and share with you. But then there'll be other words there that you wouldn't know to explain the word. I don't know if you remember, but I shared with you that when you really want to know something, go to the children's section and to learn it. When you want to learn a new language, when you want to learn something in history, go to the children's section in the library or wherever. Knowledge, adults tend to make difficult. And... When we teach it to children, we make it simple. And the the simple thing is easy to know and understand. So, I'm going to go to the address of Hebrews 6. As I'm showing us principles that... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We can learn principles, and if we learn them from over there, and we learn them from over there, but it doesn't mean we're not to learn them. And if I learned, if I was a, a, a builder or a contractor of some kind, and I learned everything about drywall or everything about flooring, what the person who knows how to build a foundation, what he has to say about a foundation, and what he knows to be the truth about foundation, I, I'm going to have a problem with it because it doesn't relate to what I know. And yet what he's saying is true. Now if he makes it all truth about a house, that's a problem. I dealt with a person whose husband knew how to build a house from the foundation to the roof. And they had several children and and they had always planned to raise their children in the house that he built. The only thing is that the children grew up and it just never happened. So much of life kept happening and he just didn't get that house built. And when all the children were grown and no longer living at home, she still wanted a house and he still wanted to build her a house. And so he started building this house and he got the foundation built and he was such a master builder. He got that foundation built so well. He didn't forget the different parts. And they moved out of the house that they were in, or apartment, I don't remember which it was, and moved into the what we would call the basement, but the foundation of the house as he finished. And she was just delighted to be there with him. Only thing is died before he could even get the first floor now there was what you would call a roof or a ceiling over because he didn't get to build that floor because he knew what he was building but it was very much like if you go in your basement the part what he got built the only thing is if you know the difference between a basement and a foundation you pretty much knew that she was living in the foundation. And worse than what we would call an unfinished basement as well. Because he had everything in there for what he had planned to be in the house. Every kind of hookup and all that. So that as he built, everything would be there. He died without getting it finished. And here I come along and I see her living in the foundation. And I wanted to do something about that. Your heart to give half is like that. So that as you learn what a tithe is, don't think, oh, you don't have to give half. You don't have to give that much. You only have to give 10%. First of all, it's not a half to give. It's not a half to give. The cheerful giver scripture you give with a cheerful heart. 
You don't give from compulsion. And so I want to get back to this principle to understand that when we're dealing with principles, God may have shown us something about it before. For example, if you're going to build a foundation, you've got to dig a hole. Is the hole the foundation? It's part of it. It's necessary for it. But is the hole the foundation? And someone who builds foundation might say, of course it is. It's part of it. It's necessary. And then someone else who's building a whole house will tell you, well, it's part of the foundation. It's necessary to the foundation. And then someone else will say, no, it's not even the foundation. It's what you have to prepare so that you can even have a foundation. And then if you go in some parts that are around us right now and and you see what we now know as a sinkhole, are you going to think that's a foundation? Oh, I shouldn't have gone there. There's some things that God has let me know. I'm going back to Hebrews to get out of trouble. So, therefore, it's there because he showed us some things before it. But I'm going to pick it up from here. Not the foundation, although this scripture is going to let us know some things about that are foundational. Some things that have to be laid out before you can build the rest. You okay? Okay. So, because of what he said before, and you want to go back and read that, Hebrews 5. There's some things in there that uh, people want to make eternal. I don't want to go there. Therefore, leaving the principles. Can you see that word principles right there? Is it the person principle or no? Does it end P-A-L, pal? That's in pal. Yeah, that's why I taught myself to know the difference between this word principle and the one that's a person. The, the one that's a person ends with P-A-L. Does that end P-A-L? Nope. So it's not the person. This principle is the rule. The other, the other principle, spelt like that, it's the rule. Okay, so, and I'm doing something I mind. The therefore leaving the principles of the rules of the doctrine of Christ. Did you know Jesus Christ had a doctrine? Or that there is a doctrine of Christ? We don't think of it that way. Yet we should, because there's rules concerning the doctrine of Christ. He said, oh, and most of churchianity doesn't like this part. It doesn't believe this part. And if I wasn't reading it from the scripture, would have a hard time accepting this part. Let us go on unto perfection. Do you want to go on to perfection? But what, you've heard nobody's perfect? Have you ever heard that? Nobody's perfect. But God. You've heard that? And yet this is scripture. He says, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. So if we have a huge doctrine 
that nobody's perfect. We don't have a place to let the word of God in here where he's he's not making it that it's somebody without sin because he's going to show you what you're going to do about sin. However, if we have a, a doctrine that builds a wall that you can't get in and shuts everything out and keeps it in the basement or in the foundation so that you can't get to know some things about perfection that pertains to us as human beings you won't be able to go on to perfection and you won't be able to do the next thing that the word of God says and this is something that I had to learn not just learn about God I'm I'm happy to learn a thing about God but I had to learn that when I do that It's probably, or when you do that, you probably got that from God. There's things that human beings do, and we got that from God. The way that you, there's things that you might do that you got that from your mom, or you got that from your dad. You've heard that expression. You're like your mom, you're like your dad, and you're totally like you. And yet, you want to be like God. Yes. So here we are. He interrupts himself and he says, not laying again the foundation of, and then he says, repentance from dead works. He wants you to know that when you've repented from dead works, he lets you know that's a foundation. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. And if you stop there, you would be correct that dead works is foundational. And if you made it that that's all there is to the foundation, some of us make it that that's all there is to salvation or deliverance. And we don't go on to see the rest of what God says. And faith toward God. So what if I have all this kind of faith toward God, but I didn't do the repentance from dead works? She doesn't have the words, but she sure enough has it in her head that, yeah, it leaves you so that you don't know what you have. And I will let you know now, if you go back and read uh, Esau and Jacob, you're going to find that Jacob repented fervently, the scripture lets you know. And the scripture says, Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. And he kept repenting and repenting and repenting. But he didn't apply faith toward God. She gets it. So he tells us here, He he lets us know there's these principles of the doctrine of Christ. And then he lets us know what some of these principles are. And and he's going to let us know some more what these principles are. And since I'm taking so long to get there, I'm going to tell you that there's six principles, but they're in pairs. God does that a lot. They're in pairs so that these two 
are together, and these two are together, and these two are together. But there are one, two, three, four, five, six principles. Two plus two is how much? Four. Plus two more? No, just take your four and take add two more. Six. Yeah. There's six here, but they're in pairs, just, just to let you know. And he wants you to start with, first of all, knowing that you're, gonna, you're not going to live like in the basement. Like the lady that I, know, I knew, she passed away now. You're not going to live in the basement. You're not going to live in the foundation. The foundation is necessary. But you're not supposed to live there. Your basement is nice, but it's not your bedroom. Do you want to live in your basement? You could. Too much bugs. <laughs> Don't tell. And um, he lets us know, though. He lets us know here. Therefore, leaving the principles, the rules. They are. They're rules. And they're God's rules. Leaving the principles... I'd like to share with you right now the difference between rules and principles, but I'll leave that for another time. Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, he lets you know the whole, the whole house that this belongs in. Okay? The doctrine of Christ. And he lets you know, and when God says a thing twice, it's immutable, irrefutable. That means that it won't be another way. No way, no how. It's just not going to be another way when he said the thing twice. And he said, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on. So twice he's letting, letting us know. Just no way, no how. Stay in the foundation. Stay in the basement. It's always to be part of. But it's not where you live. It's to be part of your life. But it's not where you live so leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ let us go on and here we stop most of churchianity stops right here go on unto perfection oh no 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 nobody's perfect we can't we can no nobody's perfect who do you think you are Sheila <laughs> I love her <laughs> I love, I love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I mean that when people want to say, you're saying that you're going to go on to perfection? Who do you think you are? You got my body language with that. That I don't like that at all. I don't believe that at all. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I'm about not to like you either. Thinking you're perfect. You're going to go on to perfection. And did you see her reaction? 
That's, that's what we do to one another. And while when we're the one doing that, who do you think you are? Her reaction, her response is, is, is like that. That's what we do to one another. In Proverbs 6, I don't know what verse it begins, but God says, these six things does the Lord hate. Do you want to do something God hates? Me either. I'm sure you don't either. Uh, however, when he goes on to name the six before he fin- before he gets even starts, he says, and the seventh is an abomination to him. None of us who named the name of Jesus Christ want to be an abomination are trying to be an abomination even when we're as my mother used to say wrong as two left shoes do you have an idea of what that expression means wrong as two left shoes if you put a left shoe on your right foot and a left shoe on your left foot is that good you will be walking like this mm-hmm that's what she meant by wrong is two left shoes. You might be able to get it on, but you'll be wrong. It's two left shoes. <laughs> she used to say that a lot. And um, another thing she used to say is two wrongs don't make a right. So if you have two left shoes, one of them might be right. But two wrongs don't make a right. So that if I'm busy looking at you with a left shoe on your right foot and I know that's wrong. Or I'm looking at the foundation and I know that what you said about that is wrong. It's not the whole everything. Just because I can see where you're wrong doesn't make me right. You know what I mean? (laughs) I love that. I love that. So here we go. He says, and then he starts to name the foundation. And remember, there's six things, but they're in pairs. Two, two, and two. Three times two is six. But two is one pair. Two, four, six. Mm -hmm. You got it. So the first pair, repentance from dead works and faith toward God. So if all you have is repentance from dead works, you don't have the pair. And God put them in pairs. And the example that I just gave you, Jacob and Esau. And we know Jacob was the trickster. Doesn't mean two wrongs don't make a right. Doesn't mean just because he repented and applied faith toward God. It doesn't mean he was right being a trickster. The thing of it is. And I don't want you to depend on God to do it this way. Because God may do it a different way with you. If you look in the scriptures of people who God anointed and appointed. And people who God called. People who did apply faith toward God and repentance from dead works. They still messed up sometimes. They still made mistakes sometimes. But another scripture that we like and know, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Uh, What? But I thought you had to have repentance as as 
Repentance from dead works is part of the foundation. God lets you know that he anointed and appointed you before the foundation of the world. He anointed and appointed you before you knew you and knew you had a foundation. And he anointed, appointed, and equipped you. And he doesn't take it away just because you put on two left shoes. No, it doesn't. And when we do it, it doesn't make any sense. What is that? <laughs> Both of us, we hear a noise. You probably can't hear it, but we hear a noise. And we're saying, what is that? Oh, I just realized what it was. I have my phone on silent, and then someone must have been ringing. And it was making a, a you can't see here, but it was making a noise on the table. I'm going to see how you put right and left. No, don't do it now. Do it after the program. Okay. I want us to see, thank you, I want us to see how that repentance from dead works and faith toward God is part of the foundation. You need both. You need the pair. You actually need the other two, too. And because of time, I'm going to... I love you, love you. I want to stand. Oh, Okay. You want to move that over or you want to stand that close? Oh, move the stool over. I don't know if you can see the stool. <laughs> now, because we're almost out of time, I want to run back through or run ahead to the other two pairs. Because I want you to see that as churchianity, we make doctrines without seeing what God said in his word without being first grounded in the principles that he gave, much less uh, uh, the next part. So I want to see, I want us to see, and, I, and I'm going to start at verse 1 and then read all the way through. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us, let us go on unto perfection. That's where we're going. That's the road we're on. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptisms and laying on of hands. We have a whole bunch of doctrines on each of them without recognizing them as a pair. Much less a pair in the doctrine of Christ. Okay. And the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Did you just read something about eternal in John 3.16? Well, you don't have to go to it because I'm, I'm trying to save time. I wish it kept it open. But it's okay. Do you remember how, what it says? For God so loved Tell them. the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. So here he says that the last part of the pair, the last two, resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. That, that is the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And we make it like, that's uh, spooky hard. That's, that's just really, that's um, 
super spiritual. That's collegiate. That's um, super wise. Listen, these are the, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Repentance from dead works. Faith toward God. The doctrine of baptisms. That's not just baptisms. If you look in the New Testament, you're going to see there are nine different baptisms in just the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And one of them is referring to the Old Covenant that still applies now for the Hebrews, that they were baptized under the cloud and through the sea. And he calls it a baptism. Okay. Doctrine of baptisms. Doctrine and baptisms is plural. So there's, okay. And of laying on of hands. Who of us puts that together unless we are reading God's word and realize that it's a pair together? And of, of resurrection of the dead, we leave that for the book of Revelation and put that at the end, which I would let you know doesn't need to be at the end. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying that we don't need to treat it like that's the last thing you do. The resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Now, one of the things about what I just said about Revelation, that we don't need to treat it like it's the last thing you do, because Revelation starts out telling you that it is the revelation of God that he gave to his son. And didn't Jesus tell us in the Gospels when he walked this earth, he said, take my yoke upon you. And you asked what yoke is last week or the week before. Do you remember? Take my control upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly at heart. You'll find rest unto your souls. Most of us, we look at the stuff in Revelation, and instead of finding rest, we find complication. We look at those, I think it's 64. Um, we look at all these end time things, and we try to put all this together, and we make it hard. When Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, my yoke is easy. I'm telling you, if you look for Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation, it gets real easy. It gets so easy. When you're looking for him, the wisdom is there, the knowledge is there, the understanding is there, and it is not complicated. And it's not complicated when God says, as he does in the book of Revelation more than once, says, don't write that. You know the things that they're the revelation of God, but not to be shared right now. Not to be made known at this time. Or not to be known, not to be made known to this one. The book of Revelation starts us out knowing that this letter is written to this church, this to this church, seven churches. We've made doctrines of the seven churches. Instead of recognizing to do what Jesus said and to keep to learn of him so that the places where those churches were, where they existed in the world at the time, 
that the letters were written? Jesus Christ is not known in that part of the world. Now, there's been evangelism since that was found out about maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And evangelism happened so that today that could be different, but they don't know that they were full of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were full of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't recognize that we didn't follow what he told them either. And so we make doctrines and we call it dispensations. And that doesn't mean that dispensations aren't real. However, are we doing what he said so that we're not moving on a different way so that we can't go on to perfection? Like he said in the first principles of the doctrine of Christ. Pardon me, and I always say first. It says leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to perfection. And I want you to know you need the pair. You don't want to lay again the foundation. You want to repent from dead works. And especially for you people who have addictions and sexual confusion. If all you do is repent from dead works. Oh, I'm never going to do that again. You go away, you go away. I'm not going to be with you anymore. No, 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 no. Go away, go away. And you don't apply faith toward God. And you know that you're a soul winner and you like to win souls. But when you do that thing that you know is an abomination to him, that you know is not of him, and you just send that person away, and you're not bringing, you're not applying faith toward God. And you haven't completed. Because God tells us that when we repent, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Apply repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Amen. Amen. I love you.